0: You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang.
1: Today we are going to talk about missions. And how many of you appreciate the fact that our church uh, is so committed to sending out missionaries, to sending out planting churches all over the world? Amen. That's, can we give the Lord a hand for that? That's who we are That's part of our DNA. That's part of our core values. Uh, We don't want to just wait till the Lord comes, the Bible says, for us to go out there and make disciples of all nations. And that's exactly what we're doing. We've taken that mandate seriously in our church and in our movement. That's why today we are taking a short time so that we can actually, once again, refocus as a church what God is doing in the nations of the earth. Uh, today, we're privileged to have uh, a guest speaker. She's not a guest, uh, uh, she's actually uh, one of us. Uh, she's an experienced uh, missioner. Uh, if I may just uh, give a proper introduction to Miss Sandra Ratilia, okay? Uh, she's the wife of Pastor Carlo Ratilia. Pastor Carlo is actually the one heading up our new department in our Every Nation Missions uh, called Church Strengthening. He's the one in charge of making sure that our missionaries and our churches are in proper and good health, okay? All across uh the different parts of the globe. So Miss Sandra actually has been a full-time missionary since 1986. Now born again ako missionary. Na siya. Anyway. Uh, but she's still young, okay? She's still young. I think she got she became a missionary when she was five years old. But anyway. Um, and then she became a missionary together with her husband and planted uh, four churches. Uh, from the time that they were together from Youth with the Mission days, uh, they, were, uh, they met there uh, and they joined that ministry, Youth with the Mission, before they joined our Ministry Victory. Uh, they first uh, planted a church in Stockholm, Sweden from '92 to 1994 with YWAM. After that, they went to the U.S., uh, was in charge of our Every Nation Church in Houston, Texas, which they also turned over eventually. And then after that, they went on to Medan, uh, Indonesia, and plant a church there. And it, this church is still in existence, in existence and is still healthy uh, very much. Uh, Ms. Sandra has been an experienced missionary, as as I I mentioned earlier. And she's now uh, currently functioning as leadership coach and a missions mobilizer. She disciples current and upcoming missionaries, leads leadership groups. They're now a part of our uh, Victory Pioneer. Uh, they have two wonderful children. Uh, they are grown up. They're sitting there in the back. They're all grad- They've both graduated already. In fact, one of their children just recently engaged and is now about to get married to uh, another guy from our Every Nation Hawaii Church. Okay, and so I'm sure that she will mention that later. So why don't we all welcome right now with a Victoria alabang. Welcome, Miss Sandra Ratilia. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much Pastor Ariel and Shirley. Thank you for the honor, the joy, the privilege. In fact, I'm humbled by the honor. And good morning. Good morning, good morning. and for those of you from the Visayas and Mindanao, maghapon sa inyong tanan or may buntag sa inyong tanan. Uh, My name, as mentioned, is Sandra Retilia, and really it's such a thrill for me to be here. Uh, Coming here or being here is like really coming home. What I love about Victory is that we're one church in different locations, and we're all part of one big family. Yesterday, my husband had the honor and the privilege to also preach in Festival Mall. And I tell you, when we came into uh, Victory Alabang, you know, we just really felt so loved. Your ha- hospitality is just amazing. So, we want to thank you for your willingness to be used by the Lord to really show us that He really loves us. So, as Pastor Ariel said, we're taking a break from the series, the preaching series called Redefined. And for two Sundays, we're going to be talking about missions. And the title of our mission series is. All access. Why all access? You see, the gospel with the power of the Holy Spirit is all access. Even in nations that people say are restricted to the gospel. Even in nations that say are unreached, they're not unreachable. So we firmly believe that the gospel is all access. My husband and I, in fact, I miss my husband. He's right now preaching in our church in Paranaque. He's there, so we're doing simultaneous preaching right now. I was a single missionary when I met my husband, who was also a single missionary. We met in the mission field, fell in love with the mission field, got married in the mission field, and raised our kids in the mission field. So we've been in mission since, like what Ariel said, since way back in the 80s. So Ariel, I'm not that young. <laughs> anyway, um we're we're so excited, as I said, to share. God's heart for the nations. A quick story about us. This is our personal uh, Retilias. That's my last name, Retilia. Retilias' mission's journey. We've been given the honor and the privilege to be able to be part of church plants in different continents, in different cities. And I tell you, in every city that we've lived in, in every city that we've worked in, we really experience the truth that the gospel is really all access, all access. Thank you so much, really, on behalf of all the missionaries. I want to really thank you for your continued support to world missions. We want to thank you. You know, I cannot stress enough how important the part you play in missions. We want to thank you indeed. That, And I'm in faith. I'm in faith that whenever you hear a mission message or hear the updates, you'll say in your heart, you know what? I'm part of that. You see, Victory, the church that we're all a part of, is a local church with a global vision. Missions for us in Victory, is not a side issue. It's never been a side issue. In fact, we call it one of our crown jewels. You see, way back in 1984, Victory was birthed through missions. A group of American missionaries came, birthed the church, And so it was birth through missions, and you know what? We're going to grow through missions. Now imagine, they started the church way back in 1984, and at that time, it was just a church. It was just a small church with mostly students, and yet, two years later, 1986, they stepped out in faith, really represented God's heart and put their monies together. These students put monies together so that they can give to the nations, that they can be able to sow a seed to the nations. And I believe firmly that the reason we, as a church, as a movement is growing, is because we have really stepped out and really said, Lord, we're gonna represent your heart to the nations. Earlier, as Pastor Ariel introduced me, my name is Sandra. That's my first name. And my last name is Ratilia. You know, we as a church, we also have a first name and a last name. Our first name is Victory. And our last name is Every Nation. You see, Victory is part of a global movement called Every Nation. And you know what? I love that name. I love that name. And it is really a name that represents the very heart of God. Because God's heart is not just for one nation, the Philippines. God's heart is for every nation of the world. So it is really my prayer that as we share about missions today, this morning, that you're going to really capture God's heart. Year after year, just to show you how we really believe in missions, we really take two Sundays of the regular preaching series to talk about missions, year after year. And so my passion for this morning is that I want to make it very simple, really simple. If you know me enough, I love going back to basics. The reason why I'm intentionally going to make my sharing this morning very simple is this. You see, when things are simple, it's easy to apply in our lives. You see, we hear messages upon messages upon messages and missions, and the last thing, the last thing my heart would want is for the messages just to remain as notes in your notebook or the messages remaining as memories in your mind without it being applied in your very life. So this morning, it's intentional that I'm going to make this super simple so that you and I will say, wait a minute, I'm going to apply this. I am going to step out and do missions. Now, many of you might say, Miss Sandra, okay, this message isn't for me. Maybe it's for you, it's for Pastor Ariel. it's for Ms. Shirley, Pastor Bodie. It's for all of you in full-time ministry. So I'm just going to zone out right now. I appeal to you. Please don't zone out. I'm in faith. I trust the Holy Spirit will steer our hearts and keep you awake so that you'll see, wait a minute, I do have a part to play. Wait a minute, this is very important to God if it's important to God, it must be important to me. So, thank you for your role and your part. And I want to share with you some good news. This is our report. It's our praise report. We have every nation churches in South Asia and Southeast Asia. Now, total, in total, we have 26 countries in South Asia and Southeast Asia. And guess what? Because of you, because of your prayer, your giving, and your going, we are in 25 of this 26 nations. We need to give God a big hand. Imagine from 2013 until 2016, we have a team that's birthing a church in all these nations. Isn't God an amazing God? And he deserves a clap, too. (laughs) So as I said, because of God's faithfulness through you, we are able to really cover the whole of South Asia and Southeast Asia. So now we're going now to Central Asia. So those are the nations there. God's heart is really for the nations of the world. And as we face the 2020 initiative, we want to declare this promise. God says, and this is God speaking, Ask of me, and I will make the nations your heritage and the ends of the earth your possession. And so as we step forward in this 2020 initiative and believing for a church plant in all these nations, particularly in Central Asia, we're saying, Lord, these nations, we're asking of you to be our heritage, to be our inheritance. And again, each one of us is part of this and you know what when it comes to missions no age is a barrier old and as young as these young boys are they have a part to play so i want you to be ready i'm gonna take some time later on to be very practical like okay miss Sandra, all right i have a part to play how that's the part i love the most how but before how as I said, we're going through this series, All Access. Part one is today, this Sunday, September 24, and part two will be next Sunday, October one. And for week one today, this is our title, a subtitle under the All Access series. It's called Go Into All the World. Okay, so we're going to be reading from Genesis 11. We're going to read from uh, verses 1 through 9, okay? And let's all read together, okay? And I trust that as we read, we're going to be really getting an understanding of this um, story, okay? So let's all read. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. As people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and settled there. And they said to one another, come, let's all read it. Let, come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down, and there confuse their language. So that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth. And they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Jesus... We want to thank you for your word. Lord, I just want to lift up all of our hearts to you right now. Lord, open our hearts, open our spiritual eyes, open our spiritual ears that we may receive from you. And Lord, I am in faith that each one of us, each one of us will have an encounter with you. As we hear your message, Lord, I pray we will go out of this room changed persons because you have steered our hearts and you've spoken intimately with us. Come, Holy Spirit, come and move powerfully in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. So once again, my heart for this morning is to be able to take abstract concept and really make it very practical for you and I so that we could partner in what God is doing in the world. Someone once said, you know, the wrong question to ask is, Lord, what is your will for my life? Because often we find that, we find ourselves asking that, Lord, what's your will for my life? Actually, the proper question to ask is, Lord, what is your will? And how can I align my life towards your will? So today, we're gonna be talking about the what and how of missions. Once again, we hear it over and over again. For those of you hearing it for the first time, thank you. Thank you for your being attentive. Thank you that you're here um, listening, even if perhaps you're saying, what on earth is that? And that's why we want to unpack this for all of us. For those of you who've heard this again and again, I trust that there will still be some fresh revelation from the Holy Spirit, okay? So, what is missions? What is it? If I were to go down and maybe ask, you know, have an interview and ask, what is missions? How would you answer? Don't worry, I won't do that. It's just just an example. So, what is missions? Hmm, I wonder what it is. As someone once said, You don't really know a concept unless you're able to say it in your own words. So let's try to find our own words in what missions is. Well, someone did find his own words about missions and this is what he said. When a person is sent out beyond the borders and influence of the local church to make disciples, that is missions. You see, the English word mission comes from the Latin word Meaning to send or for sending, okay, but you know what? You know, appreciate his effort. I appreciate him trying to make it understandable for us. But you know what? He isn't original. The original definition of what missions is we find it in God's word. Very simple, in Matthew twenty-eight, basically verse nineteen: Go, make disciples, all nations. It's as simple as that. Go. Make disciples. All nations. So when you think of missions, we immediately think of this. The Great Commission. That's another term. They call it the Great Commission. And we think of the New Testament. But do you know that God had a mission even from the start in the book of Genesis? For those of you who are familiar with the Bible, the book of Genesis is the first book. In fact, it starts with, in the beginning, God. Amazing way to start. In the beginning, God. So missions did not just happen in Matthew, the book of Matthew. It didn't just happen in the New Testament. Interesting enough, even in Genesis, in the beginning, God had a mission let's look at these verses in genesis 1 this is when god as he spoke the word right in genesis chapter 1 he made the heavens the earth and all the different um creation and then finally he made man in his image he said let us make man in our image in our likeness and here in verse 20 it says and god blessed them so when god made man He blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. God had a mission. His mission was to fill the earth with his glory. To fill the earth with his glory. When God made man in his image, what does that mean? To be in the image of God means to reflect him and represent him. And so reflecting God is the same as glorifying God. Because sometimes these are such big words, right? What does it mean to fill the earth with God's glory? When God made man, his desire was that man would display who he is. His glory, the totality of who he is. That was his heart's desire. But, Sin came into the picture. We all know the story of Adam and Eve. Sin came into the picture. So God's original mission, original plan, somehow got derailed. And when sin came in and wickedness began to really perpetuate, God was so grieved. Can you imagine? It even says that in Scripture. God was so grieved. And when you read that, I pray that you can see a picture of a broken heart. Many times you don't realize that God's heart does break. In fact, a beautiful prayer would be, Lord, let my heart break for the things that break your heart. I wonder if many of us would even pray that prayer. So God's heart was grieved that he made man because he had a mission. He had an original design of what man should do to fill the earth. And so what God did is he had to send a flood. It was just his way, we all know the story of Noah and the Noah's Ark. It was his way of sort of like rebooting, putting a reset button because he wanted the original mission, the original purpose. To be accomplished. And so, with Noah, he was able, so the flood basically really took away everything, the 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 creation that had wickedness. And through Noah, he was able to start afresh, start anew with Noah and his family. And guess what? We read from Genesis 1:28. Now we will read from Genesis 9, verse 1. It says, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Isn't that interesting? Look, it's almost identical because that has been God's heart. That is his heart. So his heart always, there was always a concept of the whole world. From the beginning, God's thinking of the whole world. He's not just thinking of one nation or one particular group. No, he's talking about the whole world from the beginning. So God was saying, fill the earth. And when you do that, you step out, basically. You're basically going. Okay? Different words, but sort of with the same principle. To go, make disciples, all nations. So we see it even in Genesis. But Genesis 11 happens. If God's purpose was for, the, for man to fill the earth, go, multiply, be fruitful, this is what happened in Genesis 11. The complete opposite. Let's read. If you take missions out of the Bible, you won't have anything left but the covers. Because really, from cover to cover, it's about God's heart for the nations. So, again... This is what man did. Instead of stepping out, filling the earth, multiplying. It says here in Genesis 11, 1. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. Can you imagine that? One language. So if you could imagine with me, it's like maybe we would go to China and we'd understand them. We'd go to Germany and we'd understand them. What a gift. God had a gift for them. One language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, because again, they're going out. They're filling the earth. This is what happened. They found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. This is important to note. Again, God's plan, God's design. Go. Fill. What did they do? Stop. Settle. What did they say? Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves. God's purpose, God's original mission, is to make man to display his glory. What did they say? Uh uh uh. Glory to me, glory to myself. They go, let's do that, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. In their minds, ah, oh, let's not anymore fill the earth. Let's just settle. It's more comfortable here. Enough of going. We're tired. Let's imagine them saying that. We're tired. Let's not be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. Interesting, they knew God's purpose. They knew his heart. They knew God's very heart over the whole earth. What happened? Here they were. Saying, let's settle here. Let's see God and his response. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which children of man had built. And the Lord said, behold, they are one people. And they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Really, God's heart was fill the earth, step out. And so, what did he say? Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So, the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. You see, man was being defiant. No, God, you want us to go over the whole earth? No way. But God, because of his heart for the whole earth, stepped in, stepped in, and said, go. And he used what was once a gift to them, which is a language. Now it's basically a reminder of their defiance and their rebellion. Now here is a picture, okay? maybe to make us understand more about Babel. Here they were building and building and building. So that's a picture of man's defiance. But you know what? Reading this, going through it again, I didn't really see this picture. You know what I saw? I saw this, God's broken heart. God's broken heart. That's what I saw. I pray that you and I would really be able to grasp that when God has a mission and a purpose, it's because he loves us. He loves you and I. And he's saying, look, when you settle and live there permanently and all, you're not fulfilling everything that I've wired you to be. And thus, there will be just such a vacuum. There will be such a pain that you're going to go through. Go and fill the earth because I made you, I know you, I love you. And when you do my purposes, there's going to be that life, that abundant life that you are looking for. It says, therefore its name is called Babel. Because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. His purposes still stand amidst man's rebellion. I love the verse that says, The Lord will fulfill His purposes for you. Your love, O Lord, endures forever. So when you hear this, I pray that you will not see it as a God who's angry, a God who wants to punish, but a God whose heart is broken, who says, I love you. I love you too much for me to allow you to settle. This is a question you and I should continually ask. Do we settle to be comfortable or do we press on into God's purposes? Think about that. So again, do we settle to be comfortable or do we press on unto God's purposes? When you see this picture, may it remind you and I that no, 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 no. We don't want to be like the people of the Tower of Babel where we're going to break God's heart. But then you might say, Miss Sandra, I I can't really relate. That's Babel. What's that? Okay, then I'll give you another picture. What about that? Okay, I know it's gross. You don't have to stare at it, okay? It's a picture of an ingrown nail. Now, an ingrown nail is ouch. I agree. It's painful. Why? Because you see, a nail was not meant to grow inside. It's meant to grow outside. This is a picture of how God wired you and I. We're not meant to stay self-focused me myself I nor me my local church just us no we're not meant for this we're meant for something greater and God wired that in you and I so I will make this is the part I'm excited about we're gonna make it very practical okay so we go now to the you know how how do we get involved with missions but before answering that question, I'm going to give you something very practical because I really, I'm the, I'm that type. I want something basic. I want something practical. Being a missionary all these years and being in different nations, we realize, you know what? It doesn't help when we try to use highfalutin concepts because it doesn't just work. So we always have to learn to make it super, super simple. So I was asking God, Lord, what's a very practical definition of ministry versus missions? And this is what God gave us personally. And again, this is just a personal definition, okay? So here, this is the Rathilias definition. Ministry is serving God locally. Missions is serving God globally. And allow me to explain that uh, in a while. So, how can we be involved in missions? The Bible does not assume that everyone will go, but it does command that everybody participates. That's why everyone, including our young kids here, you've heard and read and seen these words, pray, give, go. Again, I pray. My prayer is you don't go, oh wow, same old, same old. I pray that every time you see that, you go, wow, Lord, what an opportunity. I'm excited to pray, give, and go. Remember about settling? Many of us would like to just settle. And say, you know what? I'll give an example of settling. Let's make it practical. Maybe God is in your heart to pray for a nation one day. Oh, Lord. I'd rather just lie down. You know, I don't know if you experience what I experience. And I, I trust you do. You have. Where sometimes early in the morning we wake up. And we really wonder, why am I awake? Have you ever thought about the fact that God is steering your heart to pray for the nations? How can we be involved with stepping out outside the settling part and be involved in missions? Again, it's everyone's, everyone must be involved. Have you heard of this term? Be a prayer missionary. Be a prayer missionary. You do not have to go to the nation just like rocks. Rocks here is our, can you stand up, rocks? She's our missionary to Israel. Can you give her a hand and welcome her? She'll be leaving for Israel uh, soon. I mean, she's been there, had to come back, and then is going back. I want to give you a very interesting practical way, okay? I'm going to call it minute to minute. Because many of us, we feel, gosh, I am not like so-and-so in our church when they pray two hours, three hours. I can't do that. I want to encourage you, one minute of prayer makes a world of a difference. A world of a difference. Do not underestimate that. Do not underestimate your one minute of saying, Lord, I pray for Mexico. I've heard about the earthquake, Lord. I pray, Father, that this crisis would cause them to cry out the name Jesus. That was less than a minute. When you're driving, instead of cursing and having road rage, cursing the traffic, why don't you say, wait a minute, I'm a prayer missionary. And pray the headlines. Pray even for your actors and actresses. I'm serious. Pray. I know uh, years back, well anyway, when we heard about a split of an actor and actresses, uh, actress, my heart broke. And I started to pray for them. Lord, let them reach out to you. When you're in a Thai restaurant, a, a restaurant of cuisine that's not Filipino, think about it. Oh, I can pray. You're in a Thai restaurant. Oh, I can pray for Thailand. And encourage your children. Instead of saying, let's just pray for the food. You know what? There's a nation that needs to know Jesus. In fact, that's a great heritage. If you're thinking of what to pass on to your kids, a heart, God's heart for the nations is an amazing inheritance, an amazing thing to pass on, an amazing heritage. Pray about that. Pray about the food, about cuisine. If it's a Mexican cuisine, let's pray for Mexico. If it, was, uh, if it is American cuisine, pray for America. Let's be creative. Let's be a prayer missionary. Be a financial missionary. And again here, people think, do I have to have millions before I give? No. Your 20 pesos, trust me in this, will really impact a life. Because it's not about the amount, it's about God increasing that. Lord, this is just 20, but I tell you, if you're more than a thousand, that 20 is multiplied. Do not ever look down on the little that you have. The 20 pesos, the 50 pesos. Say, Lord, I'm excited. I can give. And you know that this will bless a missionary. When it comes to finances, every decision of finances is really a spiritual decision. Or go. Be a missionary. These are our terms. Within victory, within every nation, we have these terms. Okay? Okay missionary is what we call those who go on a 10 days outreach that's short term and missionary is what we call those who are going long-term just like rocks she's long-term there in that nation one thing i love about our movement is we've always believed that once you receive jesus in your heart as lord and savior you would need a bible to know god and a passport to obey god isn't that beautiful That is God's heart. If you saw the bumper video, I trust you were able to pick up on that. When the guy was going to the airport, he had the Bible and his passport. You know, we live in a world where globalization is here. The world is a global village. And you know what? In my generation, and trust me, I'm not that young. In my generation, it was so expensive, so expensive to fly to another nation. But now, with a piece of fares, think about it. That's not an accident. It's not an accident, piece of fares, and cheaper fares to go to Japan or Hong Kong, promo fares. That's not an accident. God wants you to be a blessing to that nation. So when you go with your kids, you go, you know what? God has blessed us to go, let's say, to China or let's say, to Japan. And when you're there... As you step on the streets, you say, Lord, we pray for this nation. We pray, and get your kids to do that too, to pray with you. We pray that these people will cry out your name. We pray that you will raise up missionaries to reach out to these people. Make it missional. Make your trips with your family missional. I want to end in this. I love it. I love what you're doing this church. I've been hearing wonderful reports with different outreaches even in, in Muntinglupa jail or just different outreaches that you're doing. In fact, I want to commend you that you do go and reach out to your family to let them know about the Lord or you reach out to your friends, reach out to your office mates. I commend you. And yes, we say they are a mission field. Yes, we say that. That's true, but it will be a disservice to you if I say, that's okay. Because it isn't. It's not enough. Because God wired you and I to go make disciples, all nations. So I pray that even as you reach out to your office mates or your family and all, you won't forget the nations. You'll pray, be a prayer missionary, as I said, a financial missionary, and a goer as well. Let's remember that it's not one or the other, it's both. It's both. So that's a cry of my heart that you'll come out of this place and say, Okay, Lord, I want to serve you globally. What country should I pray for now? Which missionary should I pray for? Lord, I want to pray. Or be a financial missionary or be a goer. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, thank you for continually reminding us through our missions series that your heart breaks for the nations because there are people who do not yet know you. People who are in the dark, people who are crying out for hope and meaning who are depressed who are discouraged who are lost and i think lord of even that parable when when you left the 99 to go after that one lord i pray that our heart will break for the things that break your heart lord when you look at the world you do not see a land mass you see faces you see souls And so, Lord, I pray that each one of us here will make it a commitment to apply in our lives being a prayer missionary, a financial missionary, and a goer. Lord, we can go with our families on a vacation and still make it missional. So, Lord, we just want to say we don't want to settle. We want to align our lives with your purpose to go make disciples of all nations. That's how you wired us to to do, Lord. Lord, we love you. And Lord, we want to thank you for the honor and privilege to know you and have you in our heart. But it's not enough to know you. We need to make you known.